welcome to another episode of the Coaches Social Podcast with Shane Garner and Justin Raby. We appreciate you being here. Shane, thanks for being here. Hey, I appreciate it. I'm glad you have me on the show today. <laughs> Good to finally connect with you. Yeah. Uh, we are glad to, to be doing this again. And uh, today, uh, today's conversation is more so of a recap of, of an event that we just had. Uh, today's Wednesday, so a couple of days ago on Sunday evening. Uh, we hosted an FCA coaches and spouse, uh, dinner event at giant city lodge down in uh, Carbondale, south of Carbondale, Illinois. And, uh, it was a night really just to get coaches and spouses together in one room and enjoy some time together and build some relationships with some new people. Um, also to help marriages to to connect on some things and we had a a pastor from uh originally from from ducoin illinois uh who pastors a a large church up in fairview heights up just in the uh, st louis metro area his name's uh shane bishop he's a an author uh, a pastor and just a really dynamic person and he came and shared with the group um some of things that he's done with uh with with couples in the pastoring world and with other coach and spouse events and things like that and so today really what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of talk through his points that uh, that he spoke to all of us about because really it was just some really um, powerful and connecting stuff so any thoughts on that Shane before we hop into this uh, no I thought it was a phenomenal evening um, it's great for you know we always talk about how it's great for coaches to get together with the other coaches because we're kind of the only group that understands each other. You know, if you haven't been a coach, then it's hard to 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 talk to somebody. So you know, it was great to get together like that. It was also great for the wives to get together uh, and do that and talk to other coaches' wives. And um, it was just a good thing. And I, I very much look forward to how this evolves over the years and and how you branch out and do different things like that. But and, and one thing about you know Shane Bishop, I think you know you definitely need to uh, look him up on social media. Um, he's very active on Twitter and all that, and uh, he's just a. I mean, it, it's good stuff. I mean, it's it's humorous. It, it's 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 biblical truth. Like it's just it's all all good. He's he's very uh, intoxicating to listen to. Yeah. Like he just kind of draws you in, and you just kind of get so you just want to soak it up. And, Real uh, compelling. Yeah, and, and so it, it was a great evening. Um, but one of the things that we're going to recap what what he talked about was um, thriving in the fishbowl, and, and basically what that means is. When you take on, you know, for instance, he's a pastor and, and uh, you know, I'm a coach and a teacher, you know, Justin works in ministry is your life is on display and everybody sees everything that you do. And so uh, these were just uh, ways that are things that he talked about and how to thrive when you're in that type of environment. Yeah, especially within your marriage. You know, because that's that was the the main focus of of this event in particular was what are some key things that we as individuals in the different areas of our lives can focus on that will help to strengthen one our personal relationship with the Lord, but two the the marriage relationship that we're all um, in and and how can that thrive when your life is on display in a public setting and uh, like you just said, and, uh, you know, it is what, what he shared was, like you said, it was humorous, but it was also, you know, biblical truth and he doesn't hold any punches. He just, 
you know, it's straight to the point and, you know, sometimes it's brutal honesty that uh, connects in a way that it, it should. Um, so with that said, you know, we should, uh, we should probably maybe just uh, try to get him to come on the podcast with us. Absolutely. Um, just, I, and just let him talk yeah, the whole time. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> welcome you, to the show here, Shane Bishop. Go, you know, I'll give him a plug, uh, because he does host his own podcast, um, with a guy, I guess from his church, it's called, let me find it here. It's called Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. So I actually just listened to their new episode. You Have need you to change listen? your name to Mike. <laughs> we, can. we could be the coaches social with Shane, Shane and Mike. Mike. <laughs> um, so, yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll get uh, Reverend Shane on with us sometime soon. But either way, we'll uh, we'll go ahead. And so he, he broke this down into 13 different points. I know that sounds like a lot, but really they're – you know, quick hitters, and uh, we're just going to mention them, give a couple of thoughts that he kind of expounded on, and maybe some of our thoughts, and we'll just walk through them, because uh, you don't have to be in the coaching world or the ministry world for these to connect with you. If you're, honestly, you don't even have to be married for these to connect, really. Um, it's just good information for anybody to have. So, uh, number one, the first one in ways to thrive in the fishbowl of life Um the first one is tension to be managed, not a problem to be solved. So go ahead, Shane. You were uh, you were actually just giving a good synopsis of that, so I'll let you start with that one. So I think, that, you know, what I picked up from this is there's a lot of things that happen in life, and obviously we want to find a solution or fix those things immediately. And that's not always the case. There's not always going to be an immediate solution or fix to problems or situations. Sometimes you just have to go through it. You've got to wait through it and you've got to kind of persevere, you know, and through that. And so, like he says, you know, when, when tension happens, sometimes it's just to be managed. You manage it and you keep going. It's not a drop it all and, and be able to fix it right there at the drop of a hat. It's like we have to be able to um, adapt and adjust. Yeah. Almost going back to our, our, our factor yeah. uh, series about ad- adjust and adapt. Like, you're not always going to fix everything that happens, but you need to be able to manage the things that are going yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that was a great one because I, I think that that's a great one for men too. So I think we always want to fix the problem. We always want to fix problems. Yeah. You know, and sometimes, you know, you can't you can't fix people. And sometimes people are the ones that bring those tensions on <laughs> a lot. Sure. And so yeah. you just got to manage it and, and you keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yep. Uh, that, so that was number one. Number two, prioritize your relationship with God. You know, I, I, you know, obviously, you, you when you hear this, everybody's like, "Well, yeah, obviously." You think, you know, like that's the one thing, but you know, we priority is a singular word. We've yeah. changed it to priorities. You know, like we have put them <laughs> like, in order. Yeah, yeah. Like, but and really, and you know, and we talk about this like, if your relationship with God is good, everything else is going to fall out of that. Everything starts and ends there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's not one of those things like, you know, like what we talk about, we try to departmentalize everything. No. Start at the source and then let the source take care of everything else. Yeah. And prioritizing your relationship with God is so much more than uh, your social media bio that says God first. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like, what are you actually doing to put God as the priority of your life? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, what are, yeah. What, what actions are yeah. there, you know? Yeah, what, and, and here's the, what actions, but what 
sacrifices are you making to make him a priority? Yeah. So, number two there. Uh, number three, prioritize your marriage. Also a, uh, well, here we go in, in prioritizing. Yeah. But you just said if God is your main priority, everything else is an outflow of that, which then comes your marriage. And if you flip-flop those and you try to put your marriage first, it's just not going to work because that's not the way that we were designed. That's yeah. really not why we were created. Our marriage should be a reflection of our relationship with God. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you, you've, you've nailed that, which leads into number four, prioritize your primary relationships. Yeah. So what, what did you get out of primary relationships? <clears throat> okay, so, so when he was uh, talking about that, he, he told, you know, just do the, the, uh, the quick funeral uh, activity, whatever, in your head, you know, as morbid as that might seem, but think about if you were you were at your funeral looking down and, and seeing what was going on. Who are the people that are really going to be there? Those are the primary relationships in your life, the people that are going to be at your funeral. Um, and then he went on to say, those who are crying hard, those are the ones you need to prioritize even more than them. Yeah, you know, like. yeah. <laughs> who's there and now who's crying the hardest? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, because he made the point that, like, any of us, no matter what, job it is that we have if you lost your job or if you know or if if we were to die today your employer is going to start looking for your replacement yeah they, you know and he, <laughs> they'll bring up another story he said which once again could be more but he talked he was talking about he was if he goes if i sit in my office and i die in my office and i'm sitting there he goes they're going to be thinking about who's going to be the next pastor he goes even before my body is cold yeah which was you know you laugh about it and all that but it just goes to show us that we are not as big of a deal as we think we are. That I think that's the that's a big point is that it's such a uh, we get so focused on ourselves. We're such a selfish people that we think that this world is about us, and it really is not. Which goes back to number two is prioritizing God. Yeah. We were created by God for His glory alone. Yep. That's it. That's it. And so we have to be realistic of really, you know, and also like when I'm reading through these, it reminds me of what we talked about with Roger last week about the, the different layers of identity. Yeah. You know, we, we have kind of what we do and associate with, and then we have our relationships and then we have got, you know, and that kind of how he has it kind of reminded me of those layers that Roger was talking about last week. Yeah, it really is. So number four is prioritize the primary relationships. Basically know who the people are really, yeah. in your life and prioritize your time and your relationships with them instead of worrying about the people that really uh, aren't as invested in you as what it may appear sometimes. Yep. Number five, balance is an illusion. I thought this was phenomenal. This one was really good. Because you know what exactly came to my brain was what we talked about of multitasking. Uh, yep. Yeah. I just it, had this conversation this morning with yeah, another guy. Because we were talking about how multitasking is like the you know because and, and his point and you wrote it down there is we need to be 100% present with whatever we are doing at that time yeah from 8 to 12 I'm up in the weight room I need to be 100% present in that weight room yeah right now I need to be 100% present right here mm -hmm. not on my phone not thinking about what's going to happen after this be present with where you are and and again using an example that he gave um 
with that was that he, he talked about a story where he had a speaking engagement somewhere. As he was leaving, he and his wife got into uh, some kind of an argument, uh, disagreement, you know, whatever. And so he was still focused on that as he left to go be the speaker at some event. So he said, I wasn't any good at either of them because I was, my mind was in two different places and I wasn't fully present in either place. And, and that's the point is we talk about trying to balance life and, and you know, all that stuff, but really it's all about just wherever you're at, be there. And that was convicting to me. Just the whole phone issue yeah, is one that I, you can't seem to escape. And for me, it's just, oh, maybe it's a conviction of how much time I spend on it, even if I'm quote unquote working. And, uh, yeah, so I, it's just being a hundred percent present. And, and this is good for coaches too, because I, you know, I talk to my wife about this all the time, even when after a game or after a practice, or something, I still couldn't disengage from my job uh-huh. constantly just seeing movie clips in my heads and trying to think of different things to do. And so, so even if I was getting home early from practice, I still was not home because my mind was still yeah. at practice on thinking of different things like that. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's true. You know, balance is illusion. Be present where you need to be present. Yeah. And, and I can almost guarantee that we'll be more effective in everything we do. Um, if we just give our sole attention to whatever's right in front of us. Yeah. All right, number six. This was, this could possibly, possibly words are hard. Possibly, possibly, solve all the world's problems right here. This was my favorite one. Yeah, yeah. Number six. Don't do dumb crap. <laughs> that, that was it. That's I mean, that's... It. don't do dumb crap. <laughs> I and again, giving him another plug. Uh, he one of his books that he's written is called "Love God, Love People, Don't Do Dumb Crap." And I haven't read that, but I think that's one that I need to, yeah. to buy and read. But it's as simple as it sounds. Don't do dumb crap. Yeah. If we get rid of the nonsense. Yeah. The nonsense things that we have. And once again, I'm going to get on a soapbox here because we have the power to choose our actions. Like we, we get that choice. Yeah. No one else does. No one can force you to do anything. Quit being weak. Be strong. Make the right, make the right decisions. We all and, know what's right and wrong. Exactly. Moments of weakness are still moments to choose. Um, so it's really what you're focusing on. And you know what that can go back to? Number two. Yeah. Prioritize your relationship with God. Just don't do the stupid stuff. Yeah. You know? And he, again, <clears throat> kind of his uh, examples, is you know, he's 60-something 60, 60 years old, and he's talking about he knows far too many men who made – dumb choices for one night of pleasure and ruin their entire lives because of it. Now, you know, we're talking about marital affairs and things like that when we say that, but, and and there's plenty of dumb crap that we all do that we need to eliminate, but that's just an example of one dumb choice can literally ruin the rest of your life. Yeah. And the lives of everyone else who was involved. Exactly. I mean, ripple effect of that stuff is, yeah, you know, Maybe maybe if we can get him on with us, we'll talk about don't do dumb crap. Okay. Yeah, definitely. That's just a fun one to talk about. So don't do it. Just make better choices. Number seven, don't try to impress people who don't care about you. Uh, I, once again, I mean. Straight to the point. Yeah, but it, but think about how much wasted effort there is on things like that. 
I mean, think about, think back in your life of people you tried to impress girls, friends, coaches, like people who did not care about you at all because they're not here now. Yeah. And you're like, man, why did I waste all of that time? And you stress yourself out yeah. and worry and all that stuff for, yeah, for people who don't care about you. It's, it's just nonsense. And it's, that's like the, uh, I don't even remember where it was, what book or speaker. I don't remember. Wait, wait, wait. I think I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. We'll see. Don't, don't try to prove people wrong. Prove them right. Was there? Yep. I know. Don't try to prove people wrong. Prove the people yeah. that believe in you right. Hey, I know your body. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> we, we, that's just proof of us doing far too much stuff together for yeah. years. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think that was Joshua Metcalf. I think it, it was one of his. That might have been it. Yeah. yeah. Don't waste your energy trying to prove people wrong. Just there may be a small handful of people that believe in you. So just do stuff to yeah. prove them right. Prove them right. Yeah. And the ones who actually care about you. Yep. That's uh, that's it right there. Number eight, Shaner. Differentiate personal and professional. And uh, uh, one of the things he was talking about, like he, he talked about like a conflict at work. If you have a conflict in work and you leave that job, if that conflict is no longer a thing, then that was a professional thing. But if it's still lingering with you after, then that's personal yeah. and, and differentiating the difference between personal problems and just professional problems. And then keep them separate. Yeah. As needed, keep those things separate. Number nine, take your vacations. And I think the main thing is, you know, you need to get out and disengage from the everyday things that you're doing. And I, I don't think, you know, Talking about taking a vacation means you got to go to a different country or whatever. But you need to disengage. You need to unplug yeah. every once in a while from from the everyday things that over time, you know, could wear you out. And, and, and even though I love what I do, you love what you do, but you got to disengage every once in a while. Yeah. And, and we all have, uh, you know, those vacation days to take. And I, I, I've definitely in the past, I was guilty of this, of I'm not going to use them because I'm just going to bank them up. Yeah. And – I mean, I'm not sure what for, just in case. Um, but but what he's saying is take them. You've got them. Use them. You need the rest. You need the disengagement. It's That's the best thing that you can do. So And that's one of those things that can set you up to spend the time with your family. Exactly. Yeah. So number 10, let's get your thoughts on here. Uh, protect oh. your Sundays. I am a giant firm believer that Sundays – need to be one dedicated to God yeah, and two to your family. Like that's the only things that should be going on right on Sundays. And, um, right now. And one of the things, you, you know, sports are kind of winning a lot of Sundays mm-hmm. right now. And I just, I don't understand. And I guess it's just because people don't have to work on Sunday. That's maybe why they, they do it because it's one of those things, but, there's six other days in a week. Can we not set aside one day? Yeah. And I know that uh, obviously <laughs> we could dive off on a huge uh, tangent here about travel sports and all those things that is big business now. But 
I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say the wrong things, um, because I have my personal thoughts and opinions on those things. But I'll say the it, wrong things. Okay. If we're taking the family and our kids out of church to go play in a game, it's wrong. I mean, it's one hundred percent wrong. Because once again, go back to number two, prioritize. You know, <clears throat> right? By eliminating that, we're saying that it's okay. And here's the deal: I, I played college sports. I played games every Sunday. I mean, I I get it. And I didn't like it, but I did it. But I was also a 20-year-old kid who didn't made a lot of other bad decisions worse than playing a baseball game on Sunday. But the foundation of the family is going to come out of church. And if we're taking that out, then we're, we're – we may not be blowing up the foundation, but we're making it easy to be blown up later on because we're teaching yeah. that it's okay to miss or to do something and go and play a sport what you can do all the time and and maybe we should just remove sport i'm talking about anything yeah and obviously there's there's uh exceptions on occasion and things like that but but if it's a regular thing of like you know may through august yeah yeah we're 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 not going to church um then i think there's some things to be reprioritized yes and and you're setting yourself up for the enemy to walk in and have his way and that's a big point there and, and i and i once again sorry i'm gonna keep going i get it we we can do chaplain we can do different things like that we can do and i understand it and and one and props, should, props yeah. to those who are doing it yeah but there is something about being with your body your church body and feeling because one thing i learned over the pandemic is we couldn't go to church or do whatever so i was doing things on my own but I, but I started to isolate myself and I started to form my own, my own version of my gospel that I wanted because I didn't have other believers yeah. to bounce things off of. And so the isolation came. I started to only read and hear the things that I wanted to read. And man, when I got back in church, I was like, man, I really need, I didn't know how yeah. bad I needed this. And I mean, and scripture tells us not to neglect meeting together as many do and it's it's easy for us in our easy Western civilization to make plenty of justifications for why it's okay to regularly not meet together. Yeah. Um, and, and we could take sports out of this too and say yeah. work, you know, yeah. and I understand some people have to work and do those different things and, and God provides them with other days to have off. 100% get that. But if you're taking something that you don't have to. Yeah. I will like, you know, because there are certain professions and even in the sports world that Sundays, it, you know, there's no getting around that. Yeah. Um, we, I guess what we would be more talking about is like youth sports. Yeah. Um, but even that, even on like for, for those that do like Sunday is a, an absolute has to happen, you know, at your higher, higher levels and stuff. I know of, of coaches that are highly involved because of that. They're highly involved in, very intentional small groups within their church that meets on a different night of the week because they still are prioritizing their time with other believers. Yeah. You know, so, um, and and again, we've been on this topic for probably longer than we should, but I actually just listened to an interview with, uh, Kirk Herbstreet. Yeah. And if you, if you're familiar with him, I mean, college football analyst, um, played at Ohio state and, and he was even talking about this same thing of too much emphasis on 
let's make this a professional thing at the youth level. Too much elites yeah. at the at the young level. Yeah. So, anyways, that's a tangent we went off on a little bit, and yeah. we could probably spend more time on. But we'll we'll, uh, we'll we've got three more of these points to uh, to get through. So, what's number eleven? Show number eleven. Get a life. <laughs> get a life. Get a life. Just do things yeah. that you enjoy. Yeah, that's not in a negative sense. It's in a positive sense. Like, yeah. get a life and go out and go do things. Get a hobby. Yeah, find enjoyable hobbies and yeah. go spend some time doing it with your friends, with your, your spouse, with your kids. Do stuff that you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. We picked up some time there. That was easy. Number 12, be conscious of what a real win is for you two things i like about that number one talks about a what a real win is and it's specific for you meaning like a real win for me might be different even though we're doing two things or even the same thing a real win for me might be different than a real win for you based on what we're after okay you know what i mean if we're both at a basketball practice and i'm coaching and you're there as my uh, character coach, a real win for you that day is going to be different from me. True. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I think there's different, I think it's, so that's why it's, I think it's a real win is for you. So I think it needs to be, cause I think we're all, even though we're after the same thing, but there might be specific things that we're after. Well, yeah. Cause everybody has different giftings and things that you're, yeah. you know, roles and all that stuff. So what is it that you in your specific role are after and what's a real win there? Yeah. And then number 13. <laughs> Enjoy your life. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. I was getting ready to, and then I thought you were. Enjoy yeah. your life. Enjoy life. I think that's one of the things that we, remember, we enjoy, compound in, enjoy. We've talked about joy before being the greatest emotion yeah. on the face of the earth. Like, yeah. we need to have joy in our lives. It's the greatest emotion God gave us. We need to have. Yeah. We need so, to get into it. Enjoy your life. Just if if you feel like you're walking around in a constant state of opposite of joy, yeah. whatever that is for you, then we need to go back to priority number one and refigure some things out. Yeah. Because because the reality is, and here here's the, the thing, you're gonna die. Yeah. This is only going to last one time here on earth. And, you know, for us, ultimately we win and our eternal life is secure with Christ. Um, but, unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that, uh, that don't have that security and that hope. And because of that hope, that's where the joy comes from. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's all, it all goes back to knowing why you were created, why you're here. And ultimately that's to be in relationship with God. And don't look at everything as a bother or a problem. Yeah. Just, you know, like he was talking about with kids, like, you know, you only get, what do you say? Maybe 20% of your life with your kids. Yeah. If you live, what is, if you live to 80 something, then you only get like 20 25% of your life with your you kids. Know, and he was like, you know, <laughs> the one thing he said that it just made me laugh because we're, you know, he said, be upset when your kids start pronouncing words correctly. Like, yeah, you know, like enjoy things. Don't make your kids grow up too fast. Let them yeah. be kids. Let them have fun and, and, and enjoy every, every stage, you know, and I think that's where, you know, 
where I am in my life now is I'm trying to enjoy every stage. Yeah. I got three of them at three different stages. I'm trying to enjoy each one. You know, I, I don't want Croy to be 10 already. Right. I need to let him be three and enjoy it, even though it does get tiring. But it's not about me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's what we need to enjoy everything and not look at it as a burden. Yeah. That's what Amber and I have talked about that a lot too lately with, so Finley's three and our second daughter is coming any week now. And for us, like it, it, you're trying to prepare yourself to go back into infancy mode, mm-hmm. but also now we've never done it with a three-year-old too. And there's plenty of challenges with just one infant. Now you're going to compile all of it. And so you get to that point of like, Oh man, I'm almost dreading this, but like I'm ready to have the baby here. And so it is just a, okay, let's enjoy life. Let's just roll with every phase and try to find the blessing in everything. Yep. So that was Reverend Shane Bishop's 13, um, 13 ways to thrive in the fishbowl. Something that, uh, that we all enjoyed, everybody that was there <clears throat> on last Sunday evening. Uh, I think that it was very impactful. Um, you know, something that we definitely needed to hear. There was plenty of things that connected with me. Um, so what's uh, what's your final thoughts, takeaways here, Shane, before we finish you know, up? I think if you're coaches or anything like that, I think, you know, look at the priorities that we just talked about. And if there is something that, you know, you're like, hey, yeah, I'd like to, to know more info, you know, reach out to us. There, You know, um, you know, Roger Leip's got some great books out on marriages and different things like that. And, and Justin can help connect you with all that stuff. So um, if this is something you're like, yeah, I need to need to look at these things and kind of look at different things, you know, go ahead and do that and, uh, reach out. And, uh, but remember everything we do is, is, is it's not going to last, you know, so let's make sure we focus on the things that are going to last. Yep. Absolutely. We will, uh, we'll wrap that one up here. And as always, we ask that, uh, that the, the fee that you pay for listening to the coaches social is that you would share the, uh, the podcast around on your social media, allow other people to see it get a chance to to join us and 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 listen into the things that we're talking about um we'd ask that you even go and give us a rating on your your listening platform so that uh that on those things that we're more visible and people can uh, have an opportunity to join us and we appreciate all the support that uh, that we've been getting so far and we'll uh, we'll keep doing this as long as we can sounds good share the show see you later